and welcome. You have found yourself at the Monkey Magic Podcast, a light-hearted and affectionate look back at the classic TV series Monkey, produced by Nippon TV and adapted from the classic Chinese novel Journey to the West. This podcast will take a nostalgic look back at this morals-infused adventure and consider what lessons we could learn for the 21st century. My name is JP. In this week's episode... After getting separated from Pigsy and Sandy, Monkey and Tripitaka find a creepy house in the middle of nowhere. They are shown hospitality by Mr. Chin and his daughter Koran, who live there. After he befriends Koran, Monkey discovers there are more to her father than meets the eye. Meanwhile, Pigsy and Sandy are kidnapped by the man who murdered Mr. Chin's wife some 13 years earlier, and he plans to abduct Koran. Welcome to the Monkey Magic Podcast. Here we are at episode 32, The House of the Evil Spirit. As usual, this review will be spoiler heavy. So if you've not seen the episode, I said you should go and watch it, then come back and join us. So what's going on in this one? Trippy Taka and Monkey have been separated from Pigsy and Sandy. It doesn't quite tell you why, it just, it is. Hungry and tired they are. Ah, hunger! Master, hunger struck! Aren't you hungry too? Yes, of course. Monkey has an idea. Turn the horse into his human form. Then, if he could then transform from his human form into his dragon form, tears will come as water. So we'll have something to drink and they won't, like, die of thirst. I've hardly eaten anything for days, so I'm not quite sure I can do it. It's very high. Dragon, would you kindly make the effort? Ah, yeah. you've even got the master asking you to dragonize yourself. The horse does have a crack at this, but it's, it's not unsuccessful. But one thing he does notice when he's up in the air is he has seen a house in the distance. It's like a mirage, you know, they're, they're like, oh yeah, beauty, there's a house. Food and drink will be there. So they walk towards it and, you know, they're, they're anxious with excitement. What a grand house it is. Ah, not only water, we can expect a meal. Four or five courses, hors d'oeuvres, fruit to dessert. Ah, would you do me the honour of perusing the menu? Monkey knocks. And Trippy Taka is sensing danger. There is no answer. So what do they do? Well, they break in, right? Like, maybe it's a kind of a burger alarm thing because the roof collapses almost immediately once they've broken in. And they encounter a man and a woman who have heard this crash. And and they, they're coming around to see how Monkey and Trippy Taka are doing. Oh, I'm all right, thanks. 
I am a priest on pilgrimage. I came to your door to ask you for a little water, if you can spare it. And suddenly the ceiling fell in. Turns out this is a guy called Mr. Chin and his daughter, Koran, whose mother was killed when she was only five years old, 13 years ago. So she's 18, right? She's able to go for a pint now. They introduce themselves and they go for a, like, sit down for a meal. Welcome. My name is Chin. And this is my daughter, Koran. Ah. Hey, you're a peach. How are you, eh? Koran is, is off getting water from the well and Monkey wants to help her. It's fair to say, in the absence of Pigsy, Monkey is quite taken with Koran. And he's telling her about, you know, all the oceans and the world that he's seen, like... Truly? You've never seen the sea? Oh, it's very beautiful. And the waves crash against the rocks. There are many seas. Not just one. There's the Pacific Ocean. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean. The Mediterranean Sea. The Vitamin Sea. Monkey's never been to Europe, has he? He also seems to know all about vitamins. Vitamin C, in particular. Whereas Koran, she, she's never been anywhere. Right? She's... She's just been in this house. I guess he tries to hypnotise her a wee bit so she can see the image in her mind's eye of a city. And now you can see the city. It's lying there in your mind. There. You're in a busy marketplace. And now beside a bubbling stream. A young couple walk together along the bank. They are deeply in love. But wait, the girl is you. <laughs> and what about him? Why, he must be the ideal lover you dream of. Oh, but it's no monkey, she's thinking. And she runs off crying. Why is she crying? Meanwhile, we see Sandy on his own. He's utterly shattered. He spots a water vase. He drinks from it, but feels odd immediately. It seems like it's been poisoned. Yep, and he's been captured by a bounty hunter. Like, really? Another man has already been captured by this bounty hunter. Pigsy also has been captured. He was caught in a similar way. So we've got this bounty hunter introduced into the story. I'd say this is around 12 years ago. I was just an ordinary thief then. I robbed a house which isn't too far from where we are now. There was a five or six-year-old daughter there then. Ha! Ha ha! And it would seem that he's the guy that murdered the mother of Koran some 13 years ago. It would seem that the captive is aware of this and he tells them that the house has a ghost but the bounty hunter doesn't care meanwhile back at the house Lord Chin wakes up Monkey in the middle of the night to basically chide him he's not keen on Monkey showing his daughter wonders of the outside world you have shown my daughter images of a life that I consider evil. 
All I tried to show her was how large the world out there really I is. I don't intend to argue with you. And is pretty much issuing an ultimatum. Leave tomorrow or I will kill you. What a total overreaction, eh? Next morning, though, Chin's denying all knowledge that he ever had this conversation with Monkey. I have no idea what you're talking about. Even if I wanted to cast a spell, I don't know how to. How can you How can you say that? What about all the threatening? <laughs> I've been lying here asleep, and I certainly didn't go anywhere near you. Was it a dream? Trippy Taka is suspecting that there could be a demon in the house, and it was that that was threatening Monkey, not Lord Chin. Monkey's asking, like, when was the house built? I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Can't you think of a way to find out, huh? I can't, really. I never had any records. Oh. And then... It looks like Karan has been kidnapped, presumably by this bounty hunter, right? The horse, by the way, has has seen this uh, kidnapping and tells Monkey about it. Monkey flies off to the rescue. So here we've got Pigsy and Sandy are still captive. Karan sees the human captive and she remembers him. Do you know who he is? He's the one from her dream, right? Both Pigsy and Sandy somehow work their way free, taking on the bounty hunter. And in confusion, the man goes to see Karan. So the man's name is Shohi. Monkey arrives. Now, he's impressed by Pigsy and Sandy getting out of this trouble on their own. Chin, by the way, recognises the bounty hunter as his wife's killer. So he wants to kill him. How lovely your wife was. Her skin was as white as the snow. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yes, you. Stop it, Mr. Chief. Hold him back. You shut your mouth. All right now. Sandy. Bounty hunter escapes into the night, but it's a trap. They meet the evil spirit too. So, alright, so really, who is the body here? There's blood on Chin's door the next morning. Like, is he the body? You killed the men? Then you're a murderer just like they are. Perhaps I did do it. I freely admit I wanted to kill those men who'd taken you and killed my wife all those years ago. You say perhaps. Does that mean you don't remember? That's right. I remember nothing of all that. So the, the bottom line here is Quran wants to leave the house. Chin is not keen that she leaves. Shohai comforts her. Uh-huh. Right. Next day, though, there's a letter to Tripitaka from Chin. And it's pretty much like a, like a confession. It was I who killed them. It was I who killed the villains who kidnapped my daughter. What's this? A plain confession? A suicide note. That's, yeah, so he's basically confessing his guilt before he's going to top himself. But Monkey arrives just in time to stop it. It's still only a perhaps. Is it it sleepwalking? Tripitaka thinks there's there's a demon overtaking him at times. 
And that's what it is. There was a sheephead demon that used to live in the house, says Shohi. And amazingly, Tripitaka has heard of him. He was a big foe of Buddha back in the day. It made me actually think a wee bit like the great vampire in the Doctor Who episode State of Decay. Like he was the great enemy of the Time Lords. Whereas this uh, sheephead demon, he was the great enemy of Buddha. Even though we've no heard about him in any previous episode, we're just accepting that that's truth. So tonight, there will be an exorcism to try and get rid of this demon. And Tripitaka is going to be the guy who's going to be performing this. And yes, he does appear. With some interesting news. 20 years ago, Chin murdered a man. Why do you lie, sheepshead demon? This is no lie. Chin fell in love, even though he was a priest. In due course, the woman became Koran's mother. But her parents had already arranged her marriage to another. It turns out that, yes, Chin killed a man many years ago. So, Chin killed his rival. A crim passionel kind of thing. Tripitaka continues to pray. Monkey and Sandy try to protect him. The spirit leaves Chin's body. They've got a chance to get the demon now. And then a fight ensues between the henchmen of the sheephead demon. And Monkey defeats the demon who explodes. Chin thanks Shohi, saying it was self-defence for the killing back in the day. And Tripitaka reassures him it's okay she sees that you have suffered enough and now you need say no more very true very true as usual master you are right yes much has suddenly happened here it was a long time ago right shohi and koran i look like they're gonna be a couple and chin is happy for them to stay in the house and the pilgrims are able to continue their journey. So, what was the episode about? I suppose the first thing that comes to your mind is, like, overprotective parents. So... This guy, Mr. Chin, it's just him and his daughter that live there, so he doesn't want to live on his own. He likes her there. She's been there since she was a kid, five years old, since her mother died. So he's had the benefit of her in the house, and no doubt she'll be doing all the washing and the cleaning, right? 100%. He doesn't really want to see her... Go So when Monkey shows that image of the city and the babbling brook and all that, he's hating that. He doesn't want to leave. Go to some city, then he's going to be on his own. But she's 18. She'd be able to vote. She can go for a pint. Come on. That, that kind of loneliness there with that. It kind of made me think a wee bit of like, you know when Steptoe and Son, when the the Harold was maybe getting an offer to go somewhere else. And then the old guy's like going, Oh, my heart's not what it was. And guilt tripping him into staying. 
I don't know, it's just like maybe Mr. Chin should be taking up a hobby and finding friends of his own age, right? Because you can't keep her there forever, for goodness sake. And eventually she'll she'll hate him, she'll resent him for that. What it's saying is the demon inside Chin is what's causing that. So if you deal with that demon, you'll actually be a better dad to her. And you'll give her a wee bit of freedom. And in the long run, it'll be a more productive relationship. That's, I think, what Monkey's getting at. Secondly, it's, it's, it's a problem the world over, isn't it? The real estate market. So, this house that they're living in, like, not only has it got dodgy ceilings where it collapses and stuff, it's haunted by a demon. Now, monkeys asking, like, well, when, when did you, when did you get this place? Would you? And they don't know. They, there's no records, right? The, it would seem like oh, I don't know. We've been here for ages, but we, we can't remember how we got it. Like, did you auction? Was it an auction or was it a closed bid? Like, how did you get it? Like, who knows? I mean, and and did the fact that there was a demon involved. Was that known at the time? Because normally when you're, you know, when you're buying houses, you normally do like a building inspection, like just to check the the standard of the structure and a pest inspection. So that would be, you know, like cockroaches and things like that. But in this case, they really needed a, a building pest and demon inspection. Maybe they just went, nah, we'll, we'll not push the budget out for that. We'll just take the normal ones. But there you go. What that is, buying that house, I mean, that's it's the biggest investment you'll ever make. Like, you know. And what about, like, you know, you could be, like, special levies required to, to deal with, like, supernatural manifestations in your, your house. You, you haven't budgeted for that. You'd be having to go to the bank to get a redraw. Oh, dear. I think what Monkey is saying there is, be very, very, very careful when you're buying property because who knows what devils and demons have lived there in the past and it could just be your luck that you've got a passing Buddhist priest that can do exorcisms and stuff but that is unlikely. You should always be doing a proper inspection before you buy. That's probably what it was. A wee side thing on the real estate thing, though, is, like, if you think about it, the action of Trippy Taka here, of exercising the demon, has got rid of this problem with the, you know, the the haunting of the house. So, theoretically, what actually has happened there is Trippy Taka has increased the value of the house. By, you know, a capital growth. Because what the next time it's getting valued, it's like, tick, 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 tick. tick. Oh, it's been, a, you know, this area's really coming up. Uh, oh, yeah, and actually we've put in air conditioning. And have I told you, we used to have a demon here, but a Buddhist priest got rid of it. The property prices will be going sky high. 
Like, who's getting the capital growth, though? If they sold the place, is it 50-50 between Chin and uh, the Quran? Or is this new guy, this Shohi, is he wanting a cut? Is he, I'll, I'll maybe get 30, well, maybe I'll take 10%, and the rest of it can be. Like, what have you done to deserve 10%? And lastly, yeah, I mean, there's no getting away from it, right? That we've seen in previous episodes things that have, like, even last week, we had that guy that waited 500 years so he could go back and get the girl that was the distillation of all the other maidens that have been killed. In this case, the main guy this week, Chin, he killed his love rival. So his wife was due to get married to this other guy. It was it sounds like it was an arranged marriage. And he wasn't up for that because he's cut out the picture. But instead of trying to kind of say, can we stop this marriage? He's went a wee bit further. He's actually just went and killed that guy. So the marriage can't go ahead. Now... You'd sort of say that's probably a bit of a a stretch, isn't it? Like, to do that? What, what, what about that moment when they were getting married when the person says, does anyone here have any reason? Chin could have spoke up at that moment, couldn't he? Even if he was leaving to the last gasp. Or perhaps he could just have went round to her house one night and said, are you really marrying that guy? It's an arranged marriage. Marry me instead. I've, I'm saving up to buy a deposit on a house, right? But here's the crux for us, right? At the end of the episode, like, he's claiming self-defence. <laughs> totally no self-defence, is it, right? He, self-defence to kill your rival so that you can get the, the wife? <laughs> no chance. So I'm surprised that Trippy Taka's letting him away with it. Like, just gone, yeah, that's probably all right. Like, how? It was it was a murder. It happened 13 years ago. Does that, does that mean it's no murder anymore? Or it, it, if it only happened last week, it's murder. But 13 years ago, that's, that's a long time, isn't it? Like, is, what monkey saying to us there that there should be a statue of limitations on murder? Like is that that's maybe it's a it's a sly comment at the US judicial system where it says for some crimes if it goes beyond a certain time it's not a crime anymore. But the person's still dead though, right? I don't know. I, I just I think it's amazing. Like the trippy tacker seems to be he's quite just shrugging his shoulders. Like you know, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy enough. To, to just go with that. He's normally the first guy that would be coming back and saying, utter no chance, right? We should be getting that guy arrested and he's going to the jail for a few years. Right, he might get time off for good behaviour, but come on. But no, he's just... It's just like, you know, oh, well, is, is that the rules in this country? I, I don't know, it's, it's really not to do with me. The Statue of Limitations. It's a joke. And that is what Trippy Tacas 
nonchalant attitude is indirectly saying to us. Original transmissions in the UK. This was the 22nd of September 2004. Another one of these new ones. In Japan, 16th of December 1979. And in Australia, never shown. The narrator says to us, our actions remain with us where we allow them to go. So I suppose what that means is, if you've killed your rival 13 years ago, but you stop thinking about it, you're probably alright. Join us next week for episode 33. Am I dreaming? Catch you then. You find ropes into your imagination That can stretch an open fall and forever See colors transcending even rainbows We have so much we can discover Never stop at shining through the darkness We're listening to the Monkey Magic Podcast, an affectionate look back at the iconic Japanese TV series Monkey. Monkey is available on Blu-ray and DVD from Fabulous Films and will be coming to a streaming service to you soon. Meantime, please like, share and if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you at monkeymagicpodcast at gmail. Or at Guinness2022 on Twitter. So the main thing this week, which is probably the best thing I've ever seen, XJ was in contact again saying, have you seen the YouTube with Pigsy and Monkey singing? No, I hadn't, but wow. That is amazing. What a find. So if you just have a look on YouTube and just type Monkey Magic Pigsy Singing, it'll come up. It's like years later. It looks like they're at a kind of wedding or something. And they're having a wee bit of a sing-song. And Pigsy is kind of grabbing the, the mic. But Monkey's sort of getting edged out. It is brilliant, brilliant fun. I mean, it's in Japanese, so I don't know what they're singing or what they're saying, but the, the the chemistry between the two is still there. Yeah, XJ. What other beauties are out there? I wonder if we can find other stuff that they've been in. Hmm, that's a good idea, eh? Keep listening. My name's JP. Thanks for listening. 